Hi, I'm Sonia, and this is the Simple Organization Solutions Podcast, aka the SOS Podcast. My goal is to help you see and feel all the benefits that organization has to offer, as well as show you the different ways where it can be applied in life on a daily basis so that you can focus on what is actually important to you in life. I'll be discussing different topics, some being organization related and others not so much, but they will all point to the same direction, to mainly declutter and organize your life to fully enjoy it. I hope you follow along on this journey and discover what organization has to offer. Hello, hello, and welcome to the SOS podcast. Today's episode will be about organizational products. I'm sure it won't be the only episode on this topic, but for today, I'd like to go over how you should wait before buying organizational products. Now, I can already hear some of you say, what? A professional organizer that is saying to wait before buying products? Look, I'm not telling you to never buy any products. I'm asking you to wait, and here's why. Products do not organize a space. Here's what they actually do. Products help contain the items in a space. Products contribute to the style and look of a space. So really, products are like the icing to a cake. They're not necessary, but they are welcomed. I usually go over this topic with my clients on our sessions and even with prospect clients on consultations because I frequently get asked, so Sonia, are there any products or supplies I should purchase for my space? And my answer is always the same, no. And it's an honest answer on my part because I don't know what I will need as far as supplies until the space has been decluttered and organized. I may have one or more ideas along the process of organizing and decluttering your space, but I will only share them with my client when the time is right. And to be completely honest, once the decluttering and organization is complete, the result is usually such a change from what it was before that supplies don't matter as much anymore. If by any chance that supplies are needed, I usually use what I can find around the space or around my client's home. You see, the point of decluttering the space is to only keep what you want in it and to not bring anything in it right away. And this does include organizational supplies. That way, you get a clearer idea as to what you have visually. Then, you categorize and organize it all to create a sustainable system for your space. But if you were to purchase organizational supplies before doing any of this work first, All you'd be doing would be shuffling the items that you have around to make them fit your space within the organizational supplies that you've already purchased because you want to achieve this this certain look that you have envisioned. So when I tell you to wait before purchasing supplies, what I'm really saying is that you should test out the organizational system that was put in place to be sure that it's the right one for you and your space. To do so, I suggest using items that you already have in your home. I mean, let's be real. Have you ever noticed the price for containers and jars to organize? Some of them can be very expensive. They look pretty, but are pricey. Let's face it, making a commitment to an expensive container can make the organizing process, for lack of better words, not so enjoyable. 
The process of organizing should be enjoyable, satisfying, and uplifting. Here are some of the items I like to reuse to organize around our house and that I can use around yours on our sessions. Most of them are items you've technically already paid for. So do your best to pay attention and make sure you don't throw them out so you can use them when I come over to organize your home with you. Empty peanut butter jars. I love these jars. Although they're made of plastic, which is not so good for the environment, what I like the most about them is that many of them are transparent. Once the jar has been thoroughly clean, it can be used for almost anything. Since it contained peanut butter, which is very sticky and has a strong smell, you will want to clean it well. You would not want your food to suddenly smell or taste like peanut butter. Although I wouldn't mind if some veggies tasted like peanut butter cups. Hmm. Here's how I clean that type of a container. I remove the wrapping paper around it and clean it with either Goo Gone or a lemon essential oil to remove the glue on the plastic container. When the outside is clean, I move on to the inside of the jar. From the inside, I add a few drops of dish soap and fill it up with warm water and let it sit on the counter for a day. I repeat this process for a couple of days until the inside feels squeaky clean and that it no longer smells like peanut butter. Once these containers are properly labeled, they look really pretty and clean in your cabinets. I've personally kept the original lid color on mine, which are green, but I could have painted the outside of them. What I like is that I can see through them, so I can see the inventory that I have left in my jars. Protein powder canisters. Although these are usually not see-through, you can still benefit from them to get a simple and clean look. I used a couple of these in my laundry room for detergent pods and powder. I also thought about using them in the garage because they seal well and would be great to store nails, screws, or even small tools. Again, these can be painted to match any look you're into for your space. If you have a chance to personalize something, I say do it. There are also other types of containers that I have recycled to use in our pantry before. Mayonnaise jars are also great. I've used them before to store crackers. With a screw lid on them, the crackers stay fresh longer. Much better than keeping them in a bag within a box in the pantry. I've also used empty applesauce jars as well as empty powdered peanut butter jars for dried fruits and nuts. Now on to tissue boxes, Ziploc bag boxes. These small boxes make for great organizing tools. Once they're empty, I usually cut the top off. I can shorten the height if I need to as well, depending on where they'll be used. What's nice about these is that most of them have great graphics, especially the tissue boxes or designs or pictures on them, which adds a fun pop of color depending on where you choose to use them. If they're visible, you could always paint them or cover them up with anything you like to achieve the effect you want. Most of mine are hidden in drawers, so I've kept them with their original designs. I use tissue boxes in closed drawers, dressers a lot. These types of small boxes are great to divide different types of socks, for instance, if you want to separate cotton, short, long, or even sporty socks within a drawer. If they don't fit perfectly, you can always cut the cardboard to your specifications. I use many of these boxes in my kitchen drawers to organize clips and bags, etc. before investing into drawer dividers. Other than the fact that you've already have them on hand and don't need to go to the store and buy them, these boxes are convenient to figure out what layout you want in your drawer. 
It's basically like playing Tetris. I like that I can play with their placement until I find the perfect way to organize a drawer in my home. It gives me the flexibility of trying options out before committing to a more expensive option for a container or drawer divider. Shoe boxes are also a great option because they're sturdy boxes and can be used for storing clothes or large items. You can use both the cover and the bottom to divide clothes types in your drawers. If your clothes are folded upright, if you file fold your clothes, you can use a box to keep them standing, which makes it easier to see everything and also simpler to categorize different clothes types with boxes. Old boxes are also a great option. You can use them to create custom dividers for your clothes or even your food. I've used to use old boxes to cut out dividers to put in my snack bins so that the bins could contain more than one type of snack without having everything mixed together. Now on to bed cover and sheet bags. Most bed covers and sheet bags come in these giant cube-like plastic bags that most of the time have a zipper. Don't throw these out, keep them. They're great for storing large blankets, pillows, and pretty much anything really. Bonus, most of them have handle, which make them effortless to travel with or move when filled with something heavy. I like using these, especially for guest bedrooms. You want to store different kind of blankets or pillows that are not often used, but you still need to store them. It's a great way to use these. Empty toilet paper rolls. These are great for crafts, but also very practical to organize extension cords, USB cables, HDMI cables, etc. Once you've rolled your cord into a figure eight style, just slip your toilet paper roll over it and voila. And since it's made of cardboard, you can write on it to label the cable that was just put in. I've also used an empty toilet paper roll to wrap a paint mat that I had just cleaned. I didn't have a rubber band handy, so I used this instead. I honestly like it better than the rubber band because it's easier to take on and off of my paint mat. Toilet paper rolls can also be used to hold a rubber baking mat in your kitchen drawers, for instance. Glass bottles or jars. One of my coworkers brought a little bit of honey one day at work in an empty spice jar. I thought it was brilliant. What a great idea to reuse an old glass spice jar or any jar for that matter. Mason or cannon jars are also great to have on hand to store liquids. For example, detergents or cleaning products. You can store dressings in them, dry foods, toiletries, etc. And they look real pretty. If what you put in them is even a little bit humid, consider changing the lid to a different one than what it originally came in, or else the canning lids tend to rust and stain easily with liquids. They have great options online for small or wide mouth jar lids. I truly hope that this episode has given you ideas as to what you can reuse and repurpose in your home. Now, I know that it sounds like I'm telling you to keep everything and to not throw anything out, but that's not the case. All I'm asking you to do is to consider this. Before you throw something out, try thinking outside the box and imagining what other purpose it could have that would make parts of your daily routine easier. In my opinion, Organization is about giving you the liberty and freedom to have less to do. Until next time, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's SOS podcast episode. 
Find me on my website at www.sosblog.org and on Instagram and share my podcast with others and help me spread the word about organization.